have more players enter the transfer portal. I got my good friend Donnie Druin on to talk about that and the NFL draft for a Friday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you so much for making Locked On Sun Devils your first listen every day. Remember, this podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. If you would like to check us out on a visual platform, you can also check us out on Spotify, the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're there and available Monday through Friday, giving you Arizona State Sun Devils football, basketball, and baseball content. It's the best in the whole wide world. Wherever you go, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, five-star, share, rate, all that good stuff. While you're looking for Sun Devils content, though, make sure you take a look over at All Sun Devils, brought to you by Sports Illustrated, and my favorite guy in the whole world, Donnie Druin, who, of course, is joining me very last second and Donnie, I appreciate your time as always. You're the absolute best. No worries at all, Richie. Uh, thank you for having me on yet again. And I think when you're covering a program like Arizona State, specifically a football program like Arizona State, you need to be flexible. You need to learn how to adjust on the fly and take everything that comes with that territory. And boy, are we always on our feet. Yep. And that's what we got to Start the show talking about, Donnie, we had two more Arizona State Sun Devil players enter the transfer portal within a half hour of each other Thursday evening, starting with offensive lineman Spencer Lovell, who decided to enter the portal uh, and and was, was projected to be one of the starting offensive linemen for the Sun Devils, but mm-hmm. now leaving the program. And then seriously, within like 20 or 30 minutes, it felt oh, like. that's that's max. That, yeah. that is maximum. I, I finished the article. Yeah, I was right for, there with you. <laughs> for, uh, for Lovell. And then the other piece of news hit, like back-to-back. Yeah, and the other piece was wide receiver LV Bunkley-Shelton, who people who have listened to this podcast know I am very high on, has also decided to enter the transfer portal. This is just really heartbreaking news because he was projected to be your starting Pump return man, and with the struggles of DJ Taylor, you were hoping that he could be your be your consistency on the return side of things. And we were also hoping that he could be one of the more one of the more reliable options in the pass game. But now you're losing both of them. So Donnie, I just I want to hear your initial thoughts on all of this. People will always look for something to pin these sorts of things on. Um, I don't think it's just one thing. I, I don't think it's entirely due to NIL. I don't think it's entirely due to whatever outside factors might be upcoming in Arizona State's future. An example of the NCAA's investigation. Um, I don't think it's solely off of where players think they can possibly get a better opportunity at after spring ball. I, I really think it's just a, a small like fire of everything coming together for these guys and when you see so many of these very talented players hit the portal, um, it's got to raise flags. It, it absolutely has to raise flags. And there's one quote by Herm Edwards that really sticks out to me. 
when he was talking about the decision of Jaden Daniels, excuse me, whenever he decided to go to LSU, he said, as a head coach in college football, now with the transfer portal, you have to be ready for these things. You know, you, you have to see these things coming. I want to know if he saw these coming. Yeah. I don't think I don't think anybody saw the the likes of Gentry and Pearsall coming. And if they did, it was probably very short notice. Yeah, and I mean Jaden Daniels too. Uh, there, there's been so many big names to depart Arizona State, and so many great depth guys. Because remember, Tommy Hill was one of the first guys to leave. Chip Trainum was another huge loss for the team. Christian Zendejas, your starting kicker, is gone, and it just it feels like the bleeding just does not stop for Arizona State. And at some point, you have to sit here and look at this roster and say it's going to catch up. Like you can only continue to stay so positive about this program for so long. And right now it just feels like the sky is falling on Arizona state. And me and you were talking a little bit earlier tonight at a, at a good friend of ours, uh, Austin's draft party. Austin, if you're listening, love you so much. Thanks for having us every year, but just, just having those conversations. And it, it feels like this, this has to do with the NCAA at some point, but at the same time, does it really like, I, I don't, I don't know if I, if I fully believe this conspiracy that the NCAA's violations are, are the sole reason that Arizona state is losing so much. And I, I don't really know where to pinpoint it. So I think if that was solely the reason why those guys are leaving, what sort of information are they being fed that would have changed from right now right to whenever the investigation was initially launched in June of last year? Yep. Nothing has really changed in the outcome. Arizona state has yet to receive their notice of allegations from the NCAA. So I, I, I talked with somebody who said that they think it's a possibility. We might still not see anything until after the 2022 season. Yeah. Whenever, whenever it comes to a verdict, if it was solely because of that, why play through all of last year, play through spring practice, and then decide to hit the transfer portal? Like, like nothing new has emerged. And if these guys, if these players know something, and I, I really feel like a thing or two would have been linked to the media about it. Yeah, and I, I think you make a really good point about the spring practice and everything. Like, you, you've gone through all the off-season programs with the team. At this point, it's just a matter of doing your own private stuff with your teammates and hitting the gym and studying the playbook. But it, I, I feel like there, there's something in the water in Tempe, and not in a good way. There, yeah, I, there I, I don't know. I don't on. know what it is. And to, to hammer the whole spring practice point, for example, like Pearsall and Eric Gentry, they they were walking around with a chip on their shoulder at spring practice. They were very adamant that they and all of their teammates were going to prove everybody wrong heading into 2022. It was kind of that us against the world mentality. What changed? If if you wanted to leave Arizona state, why would you go through their spring practice? Exactly. Dude, a hundred percent. Like I'm with you. It's, it, it's, it really is college football's biggest question right now. Like it, it has to be. And like I said a little bit earlier to kind of bring this full circle, I don't know exactly why this is all happening. Um, there were early reports of 
Pearsall's transfer being linked to NIL and money. And later that was later uh, refuted uh, by one of his family members. Um, whatever it came to Gentry, nothing ever really came out about like right. why that was happening for, for Spencer Lovell. I kind of get it. Um, heading into spring practice, he was trailing behind a transfer guard, Chris Martinez from San Diego state mm-hmm. as that second stringer to Martinez, who's getting starting reps. But by the end of spring practice, Lovell was a starter. He, he was starting opposite of guard Ladarius Henderson. I was going to say. He looked like he was going to be the guy. Like, Lovell was a very big dude, and he was able to use that to his advantage every time we got to you know see Arizona State in the team setting. We have to remember, though, that Joey Ramos, Iowa State guard Joey Ramos, three days ago transferred to Arizona State. And Richie, I'm telling you, he's not taking LD spot. He, he's not playing at left guard. So he, he came to Arizona State to start and play at right guard. And either Lovell was reading the uh, the tea leaves. Sorry, Lovell. Lovell was reading the tea leaves and didn't like it. Or he just simply didn't want to continue competing. In what was a two-horse race turned into a three-horse race. Yeah. When it comes to LV Bunkley Shelton, though, that's where I get kind of curious. Because he yes. was projected to have a very big role heading into next season. And now with LV, with LV Bunkley Shelton gone, Arizona State's returning leader in a wide receiver room is Andre Johnson. That's Andre's a great kid. I, I, I'm sure he will be a very solid receiver if given plenty of opportunities. He's got 12, ca- 12 <laughs> catches for 186 yards and one touchdown last year. That's your guy with the new quarterback that's going to be under center for 2022. Yep. On an offensive line that has to replace three to five starters, three of five, excuse me, and an offense that is losing Rashad White and Chip Trainum. Yep. And Curtis Hodges. And Curtis Hodges. Although I'm not concerned about the tight end room because I really like Messiah Swenson. Messiah Swenson and right. I, I think Jalen Conyers will play an excellent Rob into his Batman. You're really, you're really <laughs> gonna have to unfortunately bet on those tight ends right now. And just one more guy to to throw out there, just before uh, we switch over, switch gears to something a little more positive here. Mm-hmm. There, like me and you mentioned earlier tonight, there is no excuse for Chad Johnson Jr. anymore. This yep. is your opportunity. Yeah, Chad Johnson Jr. Uh, really look for Elijah Badger to yes, be more involved that's in the offense. Big one. Mm-hmm. Um, Giovanni Sanders was highly used in the spring game, and it looks like uh, they really might try to utilize him moving forward. I think there was an emphasis on trying to find a transfer portal receiver before Bunkley Shelton and Pearsall dipped. I think it's an absolute necessity now. There's a handful of talented guys out there in the market right now. And the reason you are seeing this like huge influx of players hitting the transfer portal they have until May 1st to put their names in a transfer portal to maintain immediate eligibility for the 2022 season. Which, they, don't have to, they don't have to be committed anywhere, right. but they have to have their name in there. Right, which as of this podcast dropping is in two days. That will be on Sunday. So there, I, should we expect more guys at this you, point? Maybe, maybe yeah. I, I don't have a very good grip or pulse on who may be going, who may be staying. Um, there was this odd rumor 
that Jermaine Lolay might potentially leave. That's not even funny. I, I that that does not come from anybody reputable. Okay. Just something I saw floating out in the ether. I don't personally believe it, but it, it it's gotten to that point. It's very unfortunate. It's gotten to the point where you would expect somebody like Lolay to at least entertain the thought of potentially leaving. Because like it w- right. once these dominoes start falling then the rest kind of follow suit. I also do want to point out that these guys who enter the transfer portal can return to the program. Yes. But, but when you enter the transfer portal, you forfeit your scholarship. So Arizona state would, they could bring them back if they wanted to, but they wouldn't have to honor their scholarship. So they would have to be considered a walk-on player. Right. And that's, that's a huge, huge factor to consider for these young guys as they're trying to figure it out. But there, there'll be lots of time to continue this conversation, unfortunately, no matter how depressing it is. Let's go ahead, wrap this up, put a bow on it. And when, we're, when we return from our first break, a little more positive. We're going to talk some more NFL draft like we talked about with Connor yesterday. So stick around. This is the Locked on Sunnivals podcast. And guys, I know it's that time of year when you're ready to give up on your New Year's resolutions. I can feel that itch. I totally understand. But I'll tell you right now, don't give up on them yet. Instead, go and get yourself a Built Bar. Summer is coming. And with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags and your kids' backpacks. Make sure everybody has a bar so you're fueled and ready for the summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars is they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both. And it's easy. All you have to do is go to built.com and order now. Check out all the delicious flavors that they have, including the puffs, which are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They have so many different flavors to choose from. And if that's not enough flavor, then maybe you want to try the mix box. The mix box comes with 12 flavors of bars and puffs. If you check out the macros chart, you'll be blown away with how they're high in protein and fiber and low in sugar and net carbs and it just blows candy bars out of the water so here's the deal go to built.com right now and use the promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off your order again that's promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com and thank you guys so much for making the locked on sun levels your first listen every day right now the nfl draft is going on and you don't want to miss the first ever Locked On hosting live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft from our studios in Dallas. Pick-by-pick analysis from the local team, experts, and draft gurus. So tune in all three days, which at this point, hopefully you tuned in last night. But if you didn't, you want to make sure that you tune in for Friday and Saturday. It, it's, it's all happening in real time, guys. They're covering every trade, every pick. Started last night. It's available on the Locked On NFL and YouTube page plus the Odyssey app. With all the Arizona State Sun Devils that are in this draft, you definitely want to make sure that you're in the loop on that. And speaking of Arizona State Sun Devils in the draft, Donnie, I want to close out this podcast on as positive a note as we can. I'm gonna we're gonna rapid fire through the through the prospects that we have, the the major ones. So there's really I think like nine or ten off the top of my head mm-hmm. that I want to run through with your run through with you real quick yeah exactly uh, buh, buh. how now brown cow like i was practicing before we started the <laughs> podcast <laughs> so i'm just basically what i want to do is i'm going to throw you a name 
I just okay. want you to give me a little bit of your opinion and maybe like a guesstimate on where they'll get drafted or where you would draft them up to you. Sound okay. good? Cool. Let's start with the obvious one, Rashad White. Ooh, Rashad White for me, I think his floor, sorry, I think his ceiling is like end of round three, just depending on where the league values running backs. And I think we saw last night where a running back didn't get taken in the first round. We yeah. might see a run of guys uh, in the like middle parts of round two, round three, but like that position is like so devalued to the point where like, it's not even like worth it to take a running back super high, unless you get a generational dude like Adrian Peterson or something like that. Right. R Rashad is a very well liked prospect in the fact that, He's able to catch balls out of the backfield, and his vision, just second to none, uh, really explosive, is able to make defenders miss at multiple levels in the defense. Um, he's gotten quite the amount of attention. Like Out of any Arizona State prospect, just in terms of visits and interviews and speaking with teams, like he's the guy. However, I don't think he's the first guy taken off of the board due to the, to to positional value. See, talking is very hard, Richie. <laughs> due to positional value, I would say probably round four is my guess of where he'll end up. I, I think that sounds about right. I think that's kind of his sweet spot. What helps him is like there really isn't any running backs that are truly separating themselves from the pack. Mm -hmm. Like it, Brees Hall seems to be like the quote unquote consensus number one back. But it also wouldn't surprise me if he was like the third or fourth off the board. I think it all just depends on what you're looking for. Precisely. And what Rashad White does that really stands out is being a pass catcher. Mm -hmm. He might be the best pass catching back in this draft class, and teams are going to value that. So The thing with Rashad is that you're not going to draft him to be your running back one. And I think right. at least the coming into the league with where he's at right now, I think he'll be a very good complement to another very strong running back. Like I know... Um, you've hammered home this point on the podcast, and I've even touched on it as well. And Steve Kine brought this up in one of his recent interviews uh, with local reporters. Rashad White would be a fit for the Arizona Cardinals. I think he would complement the physical, tough running style of James Conner extremely well. 100%, man. I, at this point, it feels like we're just speaking it into existence. Right. I think we have to. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And I mean, he came on Locked on Sun Levels a, a couple mm -hmm. months ago, and he he even told us like he would love to stay in Arizona. So yeah. I feel like ev all the parties involved would like him to stay. And for what it's worth, the Cardinals have shown an interest in drafting in-state Arizona State products. So sure. just for what that's worth. All right. I'm going to hit you with two guys now, Kellen Deesh and Donovan West. These are like 1A and 1B for me on who's going to get drafted first. So if I had to put money on any two guys to be off the board first for ASU, it's going to be either one of these two. Um, Pro Football Focus had in their last mock draft, it was a three-round mock, they had Donovan West barely sneaking in. I'm talking like five picks before the end of the third round is one of the uh, compensatory picks. Okay. Um, they, they had him sneaking into the third round. Um, that would be... A, just a little rich to me, um, but teams love his versatility to play any of the three interior spots. He's an extremely smart kid. I talked to him at the combine, extremely smart. So you, you take that versatility, you take the high football IQ. Um, his size isn't necessarily the greatest thing about him, but I mean, if if you're able to work harder and not smarter, 
especially at the NFL level, you can probably get, get by. No team's going to take him to be a starter right away. I think um, both him and Deesh are tremendous upside guys who you could take, stash away for a year or two, develop them, and then kind of roll the dice and see what you have out there. West for me would be... I, I, I kind of seem the same as Rashad, like late third at best. And then I can see him falling to like the bottom of the fourth. And it would surprise me to see him escape the fourth round. Um, almost same with Kellen Deesh. I If you're making me pick right now, I think Deesh is the first tackle prospect. Uh, sorry, the first prospect off the board for Arizona State. Um, I would expect him to go like end of the third, like early fourth round. That that kind of yeah. seems to be the, the place where I see him mocked the most. Um, teams really like his athleticism. Like he had a tremendous outing at the combine and he arrived to ASU after transferring from Texas A&M. The COVID year didn't really help him at all in 2020, but 2021 uh, really kind of saw him like dig his feet into the ground and like consistently week after week proved that he was capable of handling uh, a very good set of Pac-12 edge rushers, um, almost similar to what he would face at the next level. So I would say like, mid third round for him to like mid fourth round. Like I, I would be shocked if he fell to the fifth round. Gotcha. And then one more guy on offense and then we'll hop into our final break and then flip to the defensive side of the ball. Curtis Hodges. The size is really appealing for Curtis. Mm-hmm. That's about it. At, at least speaking from like an NFL perspective, um, he was solid when called upon fairs in the state last year. Uh, he did have a couple issues hanging on to the football, which led to a few Jaden Daniels interceptions, if I remember correctly. I can think of one um, against Washington. Yep. I'm so glad you remember that. Yep. <laughs> I was screaming at my TV. Connor's TV, sorry. Which is for the best, because I did have a brick in my hand ready to go. <laughs> <sighs> Sixth round at best? I Yeah, I agree. I, at that. <laughs> I was surprised he got invited to the combine and that's nothing against him. No, but not at all. Like, I, yeah. I, I would have slotted Tyler Johnson in instead of him for the combine. Mm -hmm. um, so Curtis Hodges, if a team wants to gamble on the, the physical traits of him, I'd say like sixth or seventh round would not shock me at all. If he went and drafted, not at all. Nope. Same here. I think NFL teams like the idea of making him that, that new age flex joker kind of tight end, but you know, athleticism only gets you so far. Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and call it quits here for the second segment. When we return for the third and final segment, we'll go ahead and finish up on the defensive side of the ball with Donnie's thoughts on our Arizona state Sun Devil prospects. This is a locked on Sun Devils podcast. BetOnline.net is still your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And without wasting any further time, Donnie, let's just let's hop right back into this. I... I I'm so interested to just get like little tidbits from you because we've done so much talking privately and everything like that. So I'm going to start with probably my favorite 
Arizona State Sun Devils draft prospect, draft prospect, Jack Jones. There's kind of a hype train for Jack Jones. Really? Yeah. I like to hear that. I like to hear yeah. that. Not anything crazy. Not like him going like day two or anything like that. But there's a lot to like about the athleticism he provides at corner. Um, the main thing that's kind of hampered him is his off the field issues that he yep. had at USC. Um, but I, I think by now he's been able to clear things up. What was really interesting is the Patriots brought him in for not one, but two separate visits. They, they like had a, a top 30 visit with him. And then they also met with him in Arizona. So I, I believe that was at his pro day. They also had a meeting with him there. They seem to show a lot of interest in him. And for a head coach such as Bill Belichick, that just does not really like to tolerate a bunch of knuckleheads. For them to show that kind of interest in Jones kind of tells me that at least one organization is, you know, burying the hatchet whenever it comes to whatever off the field issues that Jones carries. Right. Didn't have the best season last year in 2021. Um, I don't think he drastically improved or uh, like devalued himself, though. I, I, I just felt like he was what he was last year. I would say probably like I would feel good about him going in the fifth round. See, I I really think that Jack Jones has like that it factor when it comes to like like just ball skills. Mm-hmm. I think that that translates. Now, whether or not the the size catches up to him, which I think can be an overblown issue, but I do understand that it's it it is a different league where everyone's bigger, faster, stronger. And we're not going to sit here and pretend like Jack Jones is like this Marvel, like Marvel, excuse me, Marvel kind of athlete where you can just turn him into something amazing. But I do, I do think that he is a very, a very talented prospect. In my opinion, the best defensive prospect we have. Now I will hop over to the, the, the mascot of locked on sun Devils, which is Darian Butler. Now, the measurables, Donnie, those are worrying. He's five, ten and a half. So yeah. Teams that, teams care about that. He played I thought he played very well last year. I, I thought I thought Darian Butler was one of the best defensive players ASU had. But when you're kind of trying to project what these guys are going to do at the next level, um, you really need to take a look at things like measurables, things like height, uh, you know, weight, size, like the frame, all of that good stuff. Like it, it it doesn't matter, but it does at the same time, kind of yep. to, to play off of your point. I think Darian Butler has the sense that he might not get drafted because after Arizona State's pro day, Doug Holler from The Athletic asked him if he thought he was worth a draft pick. And obviously, you know, you, you're right. going to want to say, yeah, you know, like I, I think I'm worth a pick. But if we're asking him if he thinks he's worth a draft pick, what does that tell you? You know, I, I, I think for, for me, whenever I sat down and thought, you know, where where could, you know, Darian Butler land? I, I always think back to the moment and I'm like, OK, well, obviously nobody here holding a camera or, you know, re- recorder up to his face asking him questions is a legitimate NFL scout that is a professional and evaluating talent. But I feel like you get a 
pretty decent sense of where guys might go and just his only pre-draft visit recorded so far is with the Minnesota Vikings and that was one of their top 30 visits so that is significant to a certain point um but like seventh round maybe there's just I love the player but I don't love the project if that makes sense no, hundred percent, man. Uh, it just it, it feels like a best case scenario for him is like a core special teams player. Mm-hmm. He he was such a great college player. It's just one of those things, unfortunately, where like, um, like it or not, the measurements do catch up to you eventually. Yeah. You know who he reminds me a lot of, and not to the production standpoint because his production with the Wildcats was unbelievable, but he feels like Scooby Wright. Mm. where just just a guy who just flew around the field had this alpha mentality and made plays everywhere but unfortunately just wasn't big enough and wasn't like freaky enough of, of an athlete to get away with it at the next level and that that feels like what darian butler is unfortunately but do you know how i know that we're both getting old is i remember both of us talking about Scooby Wright potentially becoming a first-round pick yep. the the year before he went into the draft. I was going to say, after his junior year, when he came back for his senior season, I believe, I don't, I don't know if he won it, but he was one of the three finalists for the Buckkiss Award. He was unbelievable. That U of A Wildcats team was 10-2 and two that year, mm-hmm. and he was one of the biggest reasons why. Man, that was forever ago for the Wildcats. Yeah, fourth down and one radio. Fourth down and one radio, baby. Oh, man. What what a time to be alive on uh, Blog Talk Radio. Yep. Real ones know what we're talking about. But anyways, uh, let me switch gears. Let's talk about one of the safer prospects that Arizona State has, Chase Lucas. Mm-hmm. You look at Chase's freshman year. And it's so weird because we just did this with Derek Stingley, where we looked at his 2019 tape and we're like, man, like if he can play like that all the time, this kid's going to be like one of the best corners to come out in quite some time. Right. Chase Lucas never quite hit that level his freshman year, but he like, but he was still being talked about as a potential first round pick after an impressive freshman campaign. He was a freshman all American. He was. I just feel like slowly but surely, kind of his play dropped, and I don't know if it was just the the level of play catching up to him. I don't know if it was just a handful of other factors working against him. But he wasn't the same like shutdown corner as he was whenever he first arrived to Arizona State. No, he tremendous Sun Devil, tremendous Sun Devil. Like represented the program well. You were really proud to watch Chase Lucas take the field every week as an Arizona state fan. And the fact mm-hmm. that he retired undefeated against Arizona. I think, know. Yep. And I think is a very special thing for a, a lot of ACU faithful that show up every Saturday night, the Sun Devil stadium. Whenever it comes to him going to the pros though, I do have concerns about him. I, and not just me, but it feels like everybody else in the draft process likes Jack Jones a whole lot better because there's upside with Jack Jones. Right. You can bet on the athletic prowess of a guy like Jack Jones. What exactly does Chase Lucas bring to the table? You know, I I, I think his instincts can be very good sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, the the whole leadership thing he brought to Arizona State was absolutely there. But right. as a rookie who probably at best is going to be a day three pick, leadership's not really going to 
you know, see you make the roster at least on like the final 53 after training camp. Right. So Lucas doesn't move the needle for me. He doesn't do anything extremely well. I mean, it, he was phenomenal to talk to a super nice, genuine dude. Um, I'm absolutely rooting for him, but man, like, is it hard for me to imagine him being drafted? I don't necessarily disagree with you. Unfortunately, I, I uh, do think, sorry to interrupt you. I do no, think that he will not have a hard time at all signing onto a team as an undrafted free agent. I think a lot of teams will at least want to take a fire on him. Right. But like just in terms of like having a draft capital spent on him at the moment right now, it's kind of cloudy for me. Yeah. We'll see, man. I feel like if he does go undrafted, I feel like he's one of the priority undrafted free agents that ends up coming up. So let me just say, same like what we did with the offensive lineman. Let's do the defensive lineman. I just want to hear your thoughts. DJ Davidson and Tyler Johnson. <sighs> Tyler Johnson was probably one of the more surprising absentees from the NFL combine, which kind of showed you where the league was on him and the shrine bowl. He wasn't there either. Yep. Yep. So great player that never really turned himself into anything more than just a great college football player. Right. If Chase Lucas got the opportunity, apparently, I don't know how true this is, but someone had told me that the Senior Bowl invited him out to go with Rashad, and he said no, and he went to the Shrine Bowl instead. I, it's just something I was told. Take that with a grain of salt. Interesting. Yeah. If Chase Lucas is going to have a hard time finding an NFL team to draft him, Tyler Johnson is in for one hell of a ride. Yep one hell of a ride. And I think DJ Davidson can be a solid special teamer, but like he did not test very well. And I think he really would have had, had, excuse me, to hit like home run after home run in his interviews at the NFL combine in order for him to like be taken on like a, a late, late day three pick. Right. Um, both of those guys to me, as it stands right now, they're just kind of roster fillers. And they, it, it sucks to say because they both played a very big part in, a, in ASU's defense last season. But, I mean, when transitioning to the the NFL, you know, the, the cream of the crop, it happens. It, it happens, unfortunately, but two tremendous guys. Davidson, I would pick Davidson to be drafted over Tyler Johnson. Would Great. not surprise me to see both go undrafted. Same here. So before we finish up, that mm -hmm. over-under of three and a half Sun Devils getting drafted, you taking the over or the under? I'll take the over. Now, what about Connors, the four and a half? I think Rashad gets drafted. You have Deesh, you have West, Jack Jones. That's where it gets tricky. I think that's it. I really think that's it because I yeah. think the last time Arizona State had – more than sorry, four or more players drafted in the draft class was 2015, and even then so that, that class was Jaylen only Demarius. Four. Yeah, even then that class was only four players, and like the, right. the Sun Devils do have over 10 players heading into the draft. I don't think there's like strength in numbers there. I really right. don't. I I think four is like the golden number that you're going to see taken. 
I would agree with you, my friend. Well, Donnie, as always, thank you so much for hopping on, especially last second. Love getting your input. We'll probably we'll probably talk again very, very soon <laughs> once we find out where all our Sun Devil prospects ended up, talk yep. about their fits and all that good stuff. But that is going to go ahead and do it for us on this Friday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Again, thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Remember, the podcast is free and available on all platforms like YouTube. If you want to check us out on a visual platform, you can also listen to us wherever you get your podcast on places like Spotify, the Odyssey app, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, pretty much wherever you get your podcast, Monday through Friday. It's the best Arizona State Sun Devils content in the whole world. Do me a favor. Go ahead and make Locked On NFL Draft your second listen now. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices, just like the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. It's free and available on all platforms. And until next time, you keep it locked right here on Locked On Sun Devils.